Storm Bowling Products. The Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Stephanie Johnson. Stephanie bowled collegiately at the University of Central Florida. She's also spent 16 years on Team USA and has three PWBA titles. Stephanie, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Well, Stephanie, you bowled collegiately at the University of Central Florida. Let's begin. We have a lot of young listeners out there. They're trying to decide where they want to go to school. You chose UCF. Help people make that decision. Why did you choose UCF, and what advice do you have for someone who is looking to make that commitment to a college? Sure. Well, I, I believe the whole college process is daunting in itself, but what helped my decision was knowing that I, of course, wanted to bowl in college. So um, during my time, there weren't as many opportunities um, afforded to me as there are now, which is amazing. But uh, UCF was a brand new program, essentially. They um, had just begun the year before um, as a club sport. So I really felt like, you know, I could have went to some of the bigger schools and been a part of those programs. But in my heart, I really wanted to go somewhere and make it something. So I chose UCF. And uh, for those bowlers out there, no, Pacastello. Um, has a resume of herself, and I knew mm. that yeah. if I wanted to get where I wanted to get personally, you know, not just on my team, but um, she could guide me that way. She had been there, done that. So she was a big reason I chose to go to UCF. And not to mention, I lived in Miami, so it was only four hours away. It was far enough from home, but it was close enough, and I still had in-state tuition. So it was a really easy decision. Yeah, Pat Costello, what an awesome person and uh, wealth of knowledge and perspective. And I could only imagine what a what a great coach that she was for you. Yeah, she's incredible. I mean, we obviously still keep in touch. You know, the bowling world is so small um, in some regard. And um, she still refers to me as her kid. You know, like I was her, her project. Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't have been in better hands at that point in time. And you mentioned now too about the number of opportunities. I mean, I gotta, I gotta say there is uh, tremendous opportunities um, on, you know, especially on the ladies' side with tuition assistance now and NCAA, um, you know, right uh, portion that they have it, for for women's collegiate bowling. That it's uh, it's really a good way for for a young player to get it, you know, an education and also make it a little bit more affordable and really get a, a more kind of encompassing. Uh, college experience yeah you know to echo that steve i would recommend that you know if you're out there and you're considering going to college and bowling you know have a few in mind go visit the campus do a tour you know i fell in love with the campus at ucf even though i knew in my heart i was going to go there anyway but you know not every school is for everybody so i highly recommend investing in visiting those locations and kind of seeing the programs out there if they have your degree um you know and kind of 
being realistic about who you are as a bowler and what you want for your college experience to be. Because in all reality, you know, not everybody's going to be a walk-on freshman. So understanding that some programs you may sit a couple years or other programs you may be a starter. So it's kind of looking yourself in the mirror and really answering those difficult questions of what do I realistically want to get out of my college experience? So, Stephanie, then the news came out that the collegiate season was was shut down in March, and then kind of the dominoes have just fallen into place from there, from uh, the PBA going on hiatus to you ladies losing your PWBA schedule for the entire year. How did you handle that, and and how are you handling that, I guess, because that had to be a huge bummer for you guys out there. That's probably putting it lightly. You know, I mean, the writing was sort of on the wall, Um, when the beginning of this was all happening, but you still hold out hope that, you know, maybe it'll still happen. But um, I, I feel like I took it pretty hard. Um, You know, everybody knows Shannon's my best friend and Mm -hmm. I sent her a message and, you know, one day I, I just told her, I said, I'm really struggling with this. You know, it's something we look forward to the entire year. Once the season ends the year before, we're already looking forward to the next season, you know, and, I was part of that small community that when I was in college, my next step was to go to the quote unquote old PWBA and that folded in 03 and I was right in the middle of my college career. So that kind of got taken from me as well. So, you know, I felt like, gosh, you know, so many of these things are happening that are out of our control. So that's kind of what helped me through it. And I suppose is helping me through it and, trying to keep my eye on the you know, the end of the tunnel that there will be an end to this and um, that we'll be back on the lanes sooner than later. Stephanie, one of the things we always hear is it's on the lanes, it's fun, you guys love competing, but then it's the stories after. It's hanging around with the, the ladies that you get to see out there, the camaraderie and everything. That, I mean, ultimately also is gone as well, For aside from the people you see in your, in your Texas and, you know, in the Dallas metro area there. Oh, absolutely. Um, sadly, I, I don't remember the last time I saw Shannon, you know, and um, we do our little Zoom meeting fun thing every week, but it's it's definitely not the same. Um, it's the whole experience of the traveling, the, you know, cause it, it's not all glitz and glamour, you know, it, it may appear that way, perhaps on social media, but, you know, it's, it's a job for us. It's, you know, we're not going out there without the intention of winning. And um, for me, it was another source of income to provide for my family. So, you know, you have to kind of get creative when you don't have those streams um, coming in anymore. So, yeah, um, definitely the the friendships and just the memories, um, you know, won't be there for 2020, essentially. Well, you do have, there was the announcement, uh, you know, recently that the PBA League was going to be uh, adding a couple of ladies teams, the Phoenix Fury and the Miami waves. And you mentioned, you know, having not seen Shannon O'Keefe uh, recently, but uh, what was it like for you to hear about the addition of those two teams? And then hoping I would assume that you would be one of those selected and then ultimately not only getting selected, but then also getting team Shafani there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a perfect storm. No pun. Um, you know, when they announced that, uh, you know, you can't help but be excited for the 
potential opportunity because of course there's only 10 spots and so many talented ladies that you know step one is we have this opportunity you know step two is of course getting drafted and then being able to participate and be a member of the Phoenix Fury alongside Shannon was just the icing on the cake for me you know in all reality if we would have been on different teams it would have been perfectly fine as well but um it's just going to be a, such a cool experience to um, essentially bowl against the guys, you know, and you just never know uh, what can happen. We, we do participate in a sport that's very unique and that um, there's a lot of luck involved. So it'll be fun for sure. And then what about, what is, as far as your team manager is Kim Kearney and, and Kim's got to be a, you know, not only a good friend, but you're talking about wealth of knowledge before with Pat Costello. Kim has uh, some serious coaching talent and a huge resume. Oh, yeah, without question. You know, I often sometimes sit back and think, wow, how cool it is to be in the spot that I'm in because I've been bowling pretty much my whole life and I can remember watching the PWBA or, um, back in the day, so to speak, when the Kims, the Carolyns, the Carol Giannottis, those ladies were on TV, you know, and I aspired to be them. And, you know, here we are fast forward many years later, not only to be able to call Kim a friend, but, you know, she's been a teammate, you know, she's been on Team USA with me and we've traveled together. So it's just really cool that we have these awesome connections just over the course of time. And I couldn't be more excited for her to be our team manager. Like I have no doubt that uh, we're going to do awesome things with her. So I'm sure you've seen it's a, it's a little bit of a different experience and an environment up there in Portland, Maine. Have you, have you ever been there? Have you bowled any of the events up there? And then if not, or, or how are you preparing for that? Because it's obviously, it's also, it's about making shots, but it's also about um, being able to control your emotions and control that, that whole environment that's going on there. I have only been to Portland, Maine, just for leisure, have not um, actually bowled up there. But, you know, when you watch it on TV, the environment is absolutely insane. Um, I am fairly animated myself. I feed off of that type of energy. But, you know, at the end of the day, we we still have a job to do. So there's going to be a fine balance of trying to manage that emotional side of it. Um, And I don't know that it's something you can simulate until you are just thrown into that type of environment. So I know the group text that we have going on with our team, like we're all just really pumped up to have the opportunity, be able to experience it and let whatever happened, happen. And you touched on a little bit of team USA uh, time and experience with Kim, and you've been on team USA now for a number of years. Um, what do you feel are some of your maybe greatest memories from team USA? And then why do you think like, Tim had mentioned before, we have a lot of young listeners too. Why should they aspire to be on Team USA? So for me, my Team USA experience is is a little unique in that um, I had made the junior team for quite a few years before I decided to take the jump to try out for the adult team. Um, And the reason I tried out for the adult team back in 2005 was because, like I mentioned before, the women's tour was gone. So I knew after college, I didn't want to just stop bowling competitively. So Team USA was the only outlet for me um, that was an opportunity to fill that void. So 
yeah, fast forward, here we are 2020. I've been on the team for 16 years and I've made some amazing friends across the world. Um, and I don't know that many people can say that, you know, we share a passion for our sports and, um, you know, being able to see parts of the world that, to be honest, I would have never seen before. It's just super cool. So if anybody is thinking about taking that leap, I say absolutely do it. Um, I remember being scared to death my first year because Carolyn was there. Linda Barnes was there. You know, all these people that essentially intimidated me. I just thought, you know what? I don't know where I'm going to fall in this whole thing until I just give it a try. Ended up making the team that year and haven't really looked back since. And that's kind of the advice I, I give kids that I coach too is, you know, you never know what you're capable of doing until you try it. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of failures in that, but there's also going to be a lot of triumphs. So you take the good and the bad. You mentioned you're doing some coaching there. Does that give you a newfound appreciation for a little bit of a different side of the sport from all the people that have helped you throughout the years and coached you to see now be on the other side of that, helping other people and giving back to the sport in that way? Yeah, I think, you know, it's super important to give back to a sport that's essentially given me so much. You know, I I think my life has pretty much revolved around the sport in some form or fashion, and I love every minute of it. So that's kind of my way of giving back to the community of kind of what got me to where I'm at right now. And talk a little bit, Steph, about your affiliation now with Roto-Grip. You made the the move last year. And uh, you also had, uh, you know, besides just being um, a, as far as a national staffer, you have some other duties as well. Uh, maybe you can expand on that. And then lastly, talk a little bit about your match with the one and only Stu Williams recently. That would look <laughs> like it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So I did make the change to uh, the Roto-Grip brand back in November. And on the outside, it really looks like I was jumping ship from the brands of EBI. Um, when in reality, my situation was being talked about well before that. And for no reason other than I personally thought, you know, I want to just see something different. And if, you know, I'm not getting any younger. So if I'm going to make any sort of change, it has to be now. So that's kind of why the talks have been had and it's been amazing ever since. Um, along with that, um, I did kind of tell Gary that I didn't want to just come on board as a bowler. You know, if, if I was going to be making this change, I wanted to be essentially all in. So I do help mm. uh, Chris Schlemmer and Blair with some social media uh, stuff and other kind of little projects here and there. So I do a little bit behind the scenes for the brand, which is super cool because it's given me such a different perspective of kind of what goes on and a newfound appreciation for that too. So, but um, yeah, to talk about the match the other day. So again, that was something we had talked about in the office that it would be really cool to just do one game matches, you know, staffer versus staffer and um, showcase the new bowling balls. And 
I I took Stu to the house, I guess, you know. He made me show up in the tent. <laughs> he, made, he made me strike, and um, that's what I did. So super cool. Um, I think it's all fun. We have a great, great staff that, uh, you know, easy to work with. So it's been a really cool experience for me from both, you know, business perspective and then, of course, just a staff member. And even even with Stu, though, you could tell, I mean, it was, like you said, it's a, even if it's a fun thing, and it was, it looked like it was a blast, but there's still no way that either one of you is going to let the other one win. There, there was just no way. You, you're both too, way too competitive to have that happen, and it was a lot of fun to see that match and, and see you guys showcase the equipment so well, too. <laughs> well, thank you, yes. Uh, I'll have to go on the record and say that we're 2-0 and for the ladies winning our matches, because Carolyn won her match this week, so... <laughs> You know, it's right. just going to throw that out there. But, uh, yeah, the competitor <laughs> you comes out regardless if there's anything on the line. You just – no one likes losing. I don't, I've never met anybody that enjoys losing. <laughs> and, and World Bowling might need to start giving eight pence to the guys when you compete in these in these tournaments instead of the the uh, eight pence for the girls. <laughs> That's so funny. Maybe. You, know, you never know, right? And Stephanie, my final question is, and along those same lines regarding the new equipment that's out there, that's like that's one of the things I know. Um, I know I'm excited to get get my uh, get some new stuff drilled, but so are a lot of people. What what um what can you tell us about some of that uh, the the new stuff from in the in the lineup there, and what um, what can people expect? Yeah, so um, obviously, just to kind of go on. Um, about the match the other day, the MVP attitude gets released tomorrow. Um, that is a really good symmetrical piece, in my opinion. Um, I was explaining on the live feed that for me, it's like a benchmark ball. You know, I have a couple balls that are below it and above it, and I think that's super important for any bowler um, to have that ball, so to speak. Um, we do have another one coming out in September, um, so. I will let that uh, kind of work itself out in the weeks to come. I won't say too much about it, but um, we have some really cool pieces coming down the pipeline that I'm really excited about. You know, when I made the switch, um, it was such a different um, motion for me that I had been used to for nine years prior. And I don't mean that necessarily that it was better. It was just completely different. And that's exciting for me. So um, I can't say that there has been any piece that I haven't enjoyed throwing. So um, definitely take a look at our different lines, you know, all the way from the hustle to the UFO. We have a, a wide spectrum uh, covered there for sure. Awesome. Well, good stuff. Well, Steph, thanks for joining us today. And uh, we'll definitely be rooting for your teams there when you're up competing in Portland and uh, look forward to touching base with you a little bit further down the road, but sure appreciate your time today and want to wish you all the best. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day.